Okay. Hi, uh, we're back for Community Spotlight episode something. I don't know. It feels like five. Maybe it's four. I'm not sure. And I'm here with Abby. Hi, Abby. Hi. Yeah. So um, in case anybody doesn't remember, Abby had like the star um, video from the Theriathon videos, the one that made everybody cry, I think. Like your video was in insane. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent all day going, oh, hopefully they just threw out mine. Okay. Oh, nope. There it is. All right. Yeah. Me and yeah. Ames together. Yeah. I was, um, I had no idea what to do for a video. And then I ended up with like a, a, a lecture on a whiteboard, basically. And I, I turned the volume down when mine came on and, uh, tried to get out of the comments, although some people realized it was me thanks to the math shirt that I was wearing. And uh, yeah, I was very uncomfortable with the with the video thing. So <laughs> I think Remy called me out and then D Sheiks made a post like days later and I was like, thanks. Thanks guys. Appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> I just don't like recordings of my own voice. I've been I've been a radio DJ and I'm on a bunch of podcasts and I just don't I can't. People are yeah. like, you should go back and listen. I'm like, no, that's fine. Yeah, I have that problem too because I record a ton of videos for classes and I refuse to re-listen to them. So I don't know what's on them anymore <laughs> because I'm like, did I put this example on this video that I made four years ago? Because I don't remember it. I'm not going to watch it because I can't listen to myself. So, Just assume it's on there. That's easier. Yeah, it works fine. I just ask them and they tell me, or they didn't watch it and it doesn't matter. So it's totally fine. Um, okay, so the first few of these questions, I think people probably already know if they watched your Theriathon video, but I don't know that everybody caught those. So um, we'll kind of go through these anyway. Um, when and how did you find Dungeons and Randomness? Uh, I was at Dragon Con in 2017, and I was waiting for a Nathan Fillion panel because I had missed the one earlier that day and had to be in the same room as, as him. And uh, Jason Bree were doing Dungeon Mastering 101 next door, so we popped in and waited. Um, and that's when they mentioned that they were part of this podcast. And a few months later, I was driving up to Asheville from Atlanta. Um, this is the next question. When did I get hooked on the show? Um, okay. So I, I started listening. It was a four and a half hour drive. I listened to episode one of arc two and then the three hour recap. And uh, I had tried to get into a couple different D&D podcasts. Um, Technically, Critical Role put it put it out in podcast form, but that's impossible to keep up with. And um, this wasn't a an actual format that's you know good for podcasting. And it just it sounded like uh, me and my friends playing, but way better because Jason is amazing. And uh, n not only for all the reasons that I listed in the videos, but he's got the dungeon mastering fundamentals down and is always willing to improve if. Like he gets critical feedback, which is hard as a human being. Yeah, they are so open to that kind of stuff, like way more than I think is probably healthy. But um, <laughs> yeah, like the recent feedback episode, and like, yeah. I think I think arc three is going to be 
like a mix of arc one and two, which is probably good. Like I, I really like arc two and a lot of great things have happened, but um, nobody has answered this question three coming up with anything from arc two because there aren't a lot of story arcs in arc two, right? It's just a lot of like, we're traveling here and a lot of things happen, but there's not, you know, there's not as many big things going on. So um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so question three is that, uh, do you have a favorite story arc or group of episodes? So I'm only up to episode 13 in arc one because okay. I, I keep slogging. Yep. Um, I, lo I love them, but it's it's still at that stage where I'm like, if I wanted to listen to a group of people argue around a D&D &D table, I would go run my own game. <laughs> um, so I, I honestly, the Merrick restaurant scenes are my favorite, if, if that counts as an arc, because of the, the reveal across two episodes and just, I, I love hipster food. So the hipster food part and then um, the near misses. And I just, that's, that's my favorite part so far. Um, mostly because all of my big arcs have been, <laughs> um, they've been a little heartbreaking recently. So yeah. Yeah. I'm choosing that. <laughs> yeah. But there's been, yeah, some, some rough times here in arc two of late, especially Thariathon was super rough. Right. So um, yeah, I think I, I agree. Arc one can be a bit of a slog. I have uh, signed up to do this quote hunting thing that some people are doing to try to help with the book. Mm. And um, I'm having a really hard time with my assignment, which is <laughs> I, I chose for myself to give early group two another shot. And I don't know if you've made it to early group two or not yet. I think one of them might be before episode 13. Um, is that uh, the one where they start in like the goblin camp and one of them is a druid, but she played in like 3.5 and keeps yes. arguing about, yeah, okay. Yes, that is Yeah, it. that was the last time that I put it down for a bit because I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, you, you might just want to skip those for now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really hard because um, <laughs> I listened to that episode and I'm like, there's not one single second where they're in character in this episode. So I'm not going to find any quotes in here. Um, so yeah, that was a little rough, but I think it gets better. But anyway, well, of course it gets better. Yeah. It, well, I'm specifically the early group two stuff. I think it's a little better, but it, I believe. Yeah. It's a little rough. So, okay. Um, question four. Um, if you could build a dream group of DNR characters for a one shot, who would you put in it? And I guess you're going to have an arc two focus here probably. So, well, I, I don't know if, uh, arc one did involve some of this, but I want a Kaluna, uh, Kaluna and Merrick buddy cop movie. That's yep. what I want. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Um, <laughs> at one of the things that I have, planned a future episode, maybe one or two episodes from now, is kind of a look back at arc two. And I already know like one of the hardest moments of arc two for me and most memorable is the Merrick Kaluna farewell. That that was really hard. <laughs> so. I um I appreciated her the um players 
background and why she was leaving though, because I mean, it's so hard to be open with a group of people about that. And I thought that was really awesome. I think that was the first time I wrote in uh, to DNR just to be like, can you tell her that she's great <laughs> for saying that? Yeah, I um, I think they're on another podcast. Like, wasn't that like uh, Max think- joining like yeah. their mother's podcast or something? And I have unsuccessfully tried to find that. So, um, anyway. should ask Jason. We'll find yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. I, although I think they didn't want us to find them, right? Wasn't that part of the point? So, oh, that's true. Oh, I didn't. I didn't look too hard. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, question five. Um, it's, uh, we've had Theriathon since the last time I've done one of these. So, did you watch Theriathon live? Um, what did you think of the experience? Um, if there's anything about the episode specifically. Um, I, I, I did watch it. I really enjoyed chatting with everyone through all the episodes. Um, it falls on the weekend closest to my anniversary. So uh, my husband made me a fancy dinner and we ate it while watching while trying to keep him away from too many spoilers. He's trying to catch up. Um, and like my sisters came over because they needed to meet the puppy. So <laughs> I was trying to hang out. I, I had to go back and re-listen to the beginning of... Uh, group B because I came back and suddenly there was a dragon and I was like wait what and people had to catch me up and chat yeah that was the series of unfortunate events I think that led yeah. to that dragon thing and my I set aside time that day like my wife and daughter were doing some things but pretty much I was only committed to watching the like prime time thing with the Aladrin but mm-hmm. I managed to get in a couple more hours while they were gone shopping or something. And then I had to quit like right after the dragon breathed fire. Oh, (laughs) I didn't get back until the Aladdin episode and I had to watch all that other stuff. So I was up until like two in the morning watching all the stuff that I missed previously. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So like we were at a Panera and I was trying to watch on my phone while we were there and things like that. So um, but yeah, I thought the chat was super fun too. And uh, although the, the whole day got a little zany and loopy, I think by it that. It did. Yes. The very <laughs> end was uh, particularly interesting. It was pretty tame up until that last episode. Yeah, I think I think it even got to like Jason and the cast at that point was yeah. a loopy for that last I think if that had been the first episode of the day it probably would have gone totally differently um, well and plus with the, with the kickstarter like at that point they're allowed to be goofy and celebrating because it was going so well yeah that's definitely true so I um the last yeah that last episode too I think there could be some big long-term things that come out of that even though it was really silly and uh like Dagon almost tied to a kind of weird dungeon montage thing that happened because they're running out of time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think we're getting a post-episode stinger to follow up on that story. So Awesome. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so, yeah, one of the ways that I think people know you is um, you were involved in the Dragon Con session. So... Um, just some questions about Dragon Con. Like, if 
people haven't been before, things like that. Like, how many of these have you been there? Have you been to? Like, kind of how crazy it is. Um, and then just about being involved in the live session, what was that like? And were you super nervous about it? Or just talk about Dragon Con a little. Uh, so I've gone to Dragon Con in 2017 and 2018. Um, I have friends who have been going for more, like 13 years or more. So I was lucky enough to have them tell me how to do it. Uh, last year was our first year in a host hotel. Uh, so we were usually, we'd wake up at like, I don't know, uh, 10 a.m. and then keep going until 4 a.m. Uh, for, let's see, I fell asleep on Thursday because I was so stressed out. I didn't sleep the night before. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> up until 4 a.m. Um, I did eight costumes. Um, so that was two a day. One day I did three, which is not feasible. I also made six of them and then put together another one for my husband, another couple for my husband. Um, and I actually got to go on stage with Catherine Tate in a Donna Noble costume. I have pictures and video of that. And then I got to do the DNR live role. So let's, let's see what next year brings. Um, I, I also ran into the two of the actors in The Expanse in like the elevator bay Monday morning while we were leaving, which was nuts. Um, my best advice to anyone that's going for the first time is to download the app and go through every track you're remotely interested in and add everything to your calendar and then decide what you're going to do in the moment during con because I'm very much an organized plan ahead kind of person and Dragon Con is just for me taking a step back and just wandering around and doing whatever I want to do except for the fact that I had the the DNR postcards this year and was aggressively hawking them to anyone that talked to me <laughs> um, and as far as the role went, I had, I think it was a, no, it was my customary mule in a Powerade bottle in my backpack. So I was, I was doing pretty good. Um, and then <laughs> my friend had been, cause I think they, did they tell us that there was going to be a live role? I think they did. I don't remember. So. so my friend was like, you have to, you have to volunteer, you have to volunteer. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. And then I was sitting in what the front row in a glittery glow costume. So I feel like I, I bribed Jason into picking me because you know he likes wrestling. Um, but I, I definitely wanted a dragon because I had drug a bunch of people and was like, oh my god, it's gonna be epic. And it was great, but a dragon would have been pretty epic. Um, I also like the cast not hating me, so either outcome was perfect. Um, well, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. You were kind of rooting for the lower role a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> yeah interesting. Um, that would have definitely changed some things. So a little bit. Yeah. And I thought we might get a follow up to that too, but that hasn't happened yet. So um, still wondering exactly what those characters are up to. But yeah, this I think this is going to be my first Dragon Con, but I will not be wearing eight costumes or even one. I'll probably have a DNR t-shirt or a math t-shirt on. Um. <laughs> I think the group theme is bards. So if you just bring an instrument, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> um, but uh, 
I'll, I'll definitely look at the app for scheduling stuff. It'll probably just be like following Brandon Sanderson and like DNR around for a couple of days. Um, You'd be surprised. There are a lot of hours in between that with a lot of things going on. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I might find <laughs> some time to play some games or something. Too. Oh, that's uh, true. I can't commit. I have FOMO. I like, I, I, I can't take three hours to go play D&D. Yeah, well, I think, um, like, for example, the entire group that I'm doing the Demon Slayer tier with, I think everybody's going to be there. So oh. maybe, maybe we could work out a game or something there, like a practice game if it hasn't. I don't think it will have happened by then. So some kind of practice game live or something like that would be fun to work in at some point. So we'll see. <laughs> Um, we picked this day a long time ago, like a month ago, because uh, the Kickstarter ended today. So, um, and it ended kind of crazily. I don't know if you were around this morning um, when people were just giving all kinds of money to uh, reach goals this morning. I saw uh, that CM Brian is broke now. Uh, that's about that's about it. I was at work, unfortunately. Yeah, I was on my bike and uh like i listened into the meetup while i was riding this morning and uh yeah cm brian um like volunteered to match if somebody bought the last royals tier and somebody bought the last royals tier and he matched it oh my god and um i don't know who bought the royals tier somebody out there did and uh then i think somebody else i don't want to get a name wrong. Um, just like added a thousand dollars to their pledge or something to get to the cast as NPCs goal. So people were throwing a lot of money around this morning, <laughs> and uh, it ended up a lot higher than I thought it would. So yeah, um, which is great. Yeah, is there like something you're looking forward to in the book, or like the stretch goals, or um, um yeah. I. Honestly, the maps, I have um, aphantasia, so I can't think in pictures. I don't have like a mind's eye. So not only do I not know where people are in things, if they're just describing it to me, but like it's harder for me to describe physical locations that link at a drawing or a photo or a map. Um, so I use them as much as possible in uh, my games. I have uh, just like an in printed out so I can look at it and be like, yes, and then there would be a door and then you would go in and... Because when I first started running, my husband was like, "No, like, describe the scene." I was like, "What do you What do you want? It's made out of wood. You what? what? <laughs> yeah, um, that's really interesting. So uh, I had never heard of that until a couple of years ago. My niece explained to me that she has that, and it's just the weirdest thing, right? Like, yeah, and you don't yeah. you you don't understand that there's anything different about you. At least she didn't for a long time. She just thought people were like, picture this. And she's like, I don't know what you mean. I yeah, okay, understand. metaphorically. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm i a yoga teacher. So I do a lot of like, I've been in a lot of uh, lead visualization meditations. I've led visualization meditations. And I was like, yeah, sure, metaphor, whatever. Um, and then I think she saw the same article I did that came out two, three years ago. So I was what, 24 when I was like, wait, whoa, what? People can, you can actually see, and then it like blows people's minds. They're like, what do you mean? And they like try to get me to do it. They're like, no, no, you're just, think of it this way. And I'm like, no, no, I really, it's, nothing's there. 
every once in a while I'll have like a really vivid dream and be like, oh, that's what it's like. That's about it. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think she has dreams either. So maybe there's levels of this. I don't know. <laughs> it's like but. one scene every once in a while. I'll be like, well, I could describe it now. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. And that doesn't have much to do with the Kickstarter, but... <laughs> oh, I like maps. So there yeah. are going to be lots of maps. There are map stretch goals. Every map stretch goal, I was like, yes. Yeah, I think we got another one of those today, like um, on a call, maybe, I think. Um, yeah. I and uh, I, guess, I guess for me, like, I was hoping that they would get to the module book, but I didn't really think that it would get there. Um, but it got there today. So we get like a second book with, I think, way too many modules because I thought it was just going to be the one module, but I think it's going to be all the ones that people write for their tiers too. So That's pretty exciting. It's like 13 modules, and I really hope they calculated like the shipping cost when they, when they put this out there because Poor 13, Jason. Yeah, 13 modules is a lot to write and ship and print and all of that stuff. So um, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it should be cool stuff. So um, yeah, uh, what is your history with D&D and tabletop games? Are you playing any games right now? Or it sounds like you might be running a game or have run some games. So, uh, so my husband and I were watching Harmon Quest a few years ago, and after a few episodes, I turned to him and I was like, I want to be the person telling the characters how they die. Uh, the GM, Spencer, in that show is really great, but it is not indicative in any way of how to play Pathfinder. Um, our friend who did play Pathfinder regularly was like, well, go play in public games, but I just bought uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver and the core D&D books and started running. And that was about three years ago. Um, I only play when I'm trying to give people DMing experience or there's like an event I'm interested in. I've played in a few public games and I've done a couple seven hour D&D bar crawls. The last one I dressed up for um, as a tiefling monk of the, the way of the drunken master. And I did the whole like spoof on uh, the movie and it was very fun. Uh, but I'd, I'd rather run. I'm not very good at sitting still. <laughs> and uh, DMing requires enough of me that I can sit still, whereas playing does not. Um, I've taught about 25 people to play. At one point, we had a group of 17 people that I was scheduling and running regularly for one-shots because they're mostly like busy adults. Um, I've run a few campaigns. One was homebrew. Uh, recently, I've been doing occasional one-shots. I do some ladies' nights that are pretty fun. And uh, I want to run, run Pugmire or Fate next um, once the puppy's more manageable. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot, actually. So, yep. yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I guess I've I've answered this question before, but I do have a, a little update. Um, I'm I've kind of gotten into this game called Dungeon Crawl Classics lately, mm -hmm. and uh, it's really it's kind of old. It's like an old school Renaissance game, like an OSR, but not quite. Like it has some modern rules behind it but it feels like an old school game. And I guess I'm going to try to run a couple online one shots for people from the Discord server this summer. And we'll see how that goes. I've only ever run an online game for like my nieces and nephews before, and they don't care if I screw things up. So um, this will be different for me and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, players are usually pretty forgiving, especially if 
you just if you're not screwing them over, they don't really care. Yeah. So um, the thing about this game is it starts with a zero-level character funnel. So like you start, each player has like three or four zero-level characters, and the goal of the funnel is to have one of them live to the end, so you can level up to level one and actually start playing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so I'm probably going to kill a whole lot of them, but that's just the point of the, the character funnel. And it's like you build an attachment to that character because they did this awesome thing and lived. Um, so it's a neat way to start a game, I think. Um, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. First one's coming up in about a month. So, um, OK, cool. Um, you're the first one I've asked this question to. I don't know why. I just wanted to change things up a little bit. Um, besides tabletop games and DNR, um, are you a big fan of other things. Like, do you have a favorite TV series or book series? Um, what do you like about those? You've mentioned like five things I don't know anything about in this uh, episode already. So, <laughs> um. Um, so I am. Well, I can't say OG because I don't. What did? Uh, anyway, not the point. Um, Stargate SG One, um, Miyazaki movies, Sailor Moon. Um, I am working on a rewatch of uh, the original Sailor Moon anime. I'm rebuy I'm buying all the manga as they come out remastered. And uh, if anyone is even remotely interested in Sailor Moon, I would highly recommend Crystal that came out recently. Um, it's a total reboot of the anime. It, they take out all of the filler, which uh, Sailor Moon is worse than Naruto. We looked up the statistics. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> The amount of filler. Um, so the the crystal is closer to the manga, um, and it's it's so good. I read a lot of Stephen King, um, and I have every single episode and all of the made for TV movies of Murder She Wrote. Okay. I like uh, campy campy sci fi, campy murder mysteries, horror, and uh, magical girls. Yeah. So a few comments on those. One. Um... These are some old shows for somebody that's like 26 or 27 years old, but yep. that's okay. Uh, like what? my Murder She Wrote came out like yesterday. What are you talking about? Yeah, I definitely watched Murder She Wrote with my mom when I was like nine years old, and uh -huh. I'm, I'm 40, so that show's kind of old, but um, that, I, that's okay. Uh, my wife and I watched all of Stargate SG One. We have the big like DVD set here with all the other DVDs that we don't watch. So Same. Yep. I'm, on, I'm on board with SG-1. And I tried, my daughter got into some of the Netflix, like, anime for kids series a couple years ago. Like, I think there's one called, like, Glitter Force or something. That she oh, Doki Doki of. Glitter Force? It's like a bad Sailor Moon. Sorry. Yeah. So she liked, there's a bunch of different runs of that, right? And she liked the first couple, and then they, they brought some new ones, and she hated it all of a sudden. And I tried to get her to watch Sailor Moon because... Like, hey, here's this. You can try Sailor Moon. And she didn't like it at all. So um, I haven't seen Sailor Moon. But I, anyway. It's, it's a, I'm at, my rewatch has gotten to the point where Pegasus shows up. And even I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they were doing in this season. Uh, and I also, like, uh, Chibi Usa drives me nuts. So luckily she's less in Crystal. Yeah, so... I think I have a 
odd motivation for trying to get her into anime a little bit because I never really watched anime, but I, I'm trying to make my daughter like mostly undateable, at least through high school. <laughs> so she currently like plays video games. She DMs like Dungeons and Dragons games. Um, she like trying to get her into anime. She watches like comic book movies and stuff. I think unfortunately, like culture has moved to where this might be attractive now. So I hate I, to break it to you, but I got hit on in the manga section of the library, like back in the early 2000s so I don't, yeah i don't think i don't think you can yeah. do anything about it plus Maybe that's I'm, really yeah. awesome because everyone in my childhood tried to take all this crap away from me um i'm currently redoing the i'm, I'm playing through the bandicoot remastered games yep. because the friend the friend i had growing up that played it wouldn't let me play it <laughs> so like 10 years later i was like i'm riding those polar bears but i'm terrible at <laughs> platformers so oh, that, yeah. That, yeah that game is really hard so they shorten like, the jump distance okay yeah we had them on the playstation i guess um i bought the remasters and i played with it for like one weekend i'm like this game sucks this is hard they they <laughs> and, definitely uh, shorten the jump distance so it is even harder than it used to be yeah i it's it was too hard for my daughter to play with me we just kept dying all the time and i was like we'll come back to this in a couple of years but <laughs> It's probably just on the pile of lots of video games we buy and don't play. Um, it's basically a hobby in okay. and of itself. Yeah. So the one we are playing through right now is the new Yoshi game on the Switch. Because, oh, do you like it? Yeah. Uh, so I should tell you that we're playing in the like super friendly kid mode. Um, Fair. Yeah. So what that does in this game is you can't take damage by getting hit. And you can also just like hover forever when you jumped. So it really makes the game like very easy. <laughs> um, well, I've been trying to justify the $60 price tag because um, I have Yoshi's uh, Crafted World, or what Yoshi's Wooly World on my 3DS because I am very crafty and I, yeah. I just, I can't, can't justify it. Yeah, we've, We've played like eight levels so far, so we're not super far in, but um, it's been fun. So, and I do like, like they've been doing that with a bunch of these Switch games. They have like kids, ways that kids can play it, like the Mario, um, what was the name of the Mario game? It's not Mario Galaxy. I don't know uh, what the Mario game was. There's a new Star one. Star something? I, I don't know. Oh no, <laughs> Mario Odyssey? Yes, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and then we were playing that also, at DragonCon this past year. <laughs> yeah, so she she beat that on her own, which was fun. Aww. And then, um, yeah, they did a new Super Mario Brothers on there, and they have characters that also can like levitate or don't take damage from getting hit. Um, like Kirby was pretty easy for kids, so they have a bunch of stuff she can play on there, which is good because she's not that good at video games, um, but <laughs> she can play these. So, like, we're playing Overcooked with her right now, and it's really, really hard. Uh, Overcooked is really, really hard, especially because you have to actually use teamwork. Yes, and she's always the one She's like, let's give everybody a job. We all have to have a job. And then, like, she gets very stuck on whatever she decides her job is. And we're like, no, you need to do this. And we always end up yelling. And I, I think we'd probably be cussing a lot, except she's playing, and we can't cuss at her because she's 10, and that's not nice. <laughs> so 
Um, uh, my husband always gets really obsessed with giving everyone a role and then does everyone's roles. So I feel like we have opposite problems. Yeah, that's probably me in this game is I just do everything to try to fill all the little holes that happen because, yeah, I don't know. It's and that's okay. how you drop all the chopped ingredients. Yeah, it. We just. I really wish there's a way to cheat on the stars. Like I looked online. I really need just like some free stars because we, we can't practice. Yeah, we can't three star anything. It's it's rough, but it's okay. Um, yeah, so let's move on. Um, there's a puppy, and like you've started a ton of little puppy things on. Like you post a puppy, and then everybody posts puppies, and. Uh, you, you have a little Sheba, and how's the puppy training go, and why did you decide on the Sheba? And I think you you promised me a cute puppy picture that I can put on the YouTube version of this. So, oh, yeah. I was supposed to choose. There are so many to choose from. Yeah, I, I know. I may give you the silly zoomed-in one. Um, yeah, so we have, a, we have an older rescue, um, and she's getting – of an age where it's like, well, if we don't get a puppy now, she's going to be too old for a puppy pretty soon. Um, and he is a smart one. He's also a loud one. Um, people tried to warn me. Um, our older girl was an anxious mess, and I spent a lot of time uh, working with her and then volunteered and fostered for uh, the Atlanta Humane Society and fostered other anxious messes for a while. Um, I spent some time working at a county animal shelter and, uh, I had gotten my degree in psychology. So I really enjoy working with dogs and training with dogs. Um, and I can read papers to try and be better at it, which is basically all my degree does. And, um, <laughs> I have had dogs all my life. So I figured, yeah, well, let's get a Shiba Inu puppy. Um, we wanted one with a similar, but more friendly temperament to, uh, our girl and she, he fit the bill. Um, he is really, he's doing, he's doing great. We, we started doing puppy one oh one um, to get him socialized with other dogs and, uh, just understand how incredibly excitable he is. <laughs> so we were, um, we were in the small dog section cause he's only supposed to get up to like 25 pounds and he terrorized all of the small dogs. So we got moved to the big dog section so then we come back the next week um, and we're like, well, just hopefully he isn't in timeout this week. And then the big dogs terrified him. So we got moved back to the small dog section. And now by like week three, he finally has friends. We're doing good. We're taking him out places. He's like a, a little celebrity. Uh, people are like, oh my God, I've never seen one in real life. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's cute. Do you want to pet him? And they're like, oh, thank you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, cute. the... Uh at least people know what a Shiba is a little bit, right? Um, but most, most people are like, well, what is he? And then you have the people that come up and they're like, is that a Shiba Inu? Oh my God. So it's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, we, we looked at a Shiba because um, our, well, we had Cocker Spaniels and they're gone now. And uh, then, well, we had them for 13 years, so it's fine. But um, when we were looking for a dog, I researched around and I decided I wanted a Japanese dog. And we landed on a Kaikin, which mm -hmm. no one has heard of a Kaikin ever, including like our vet has no idea what a Kaikin is. And 
all these things. And the breeder also had Shebas and like we debated between them, but we're like, oh, Shebas are supposed to be more stubborn and things like that. And we're like, okay, we'll go with this Kaikin. And we probably would have been better off, honestly. We got like a crazy squirrel dog. Um, <laughs> so I yeah. mean, he's four months and he's already hunting in our yard. Like he can track small animals. And our older dog just in her heart wants to do that, but has no idea how and can't see and once thought a trash bag was a cat. So we're we're it's a learning curve, definitely. And I would not like ever recommend Ashiba as a first puppy because I have people coming up and I'm like, if you don't if you don't have a background in this, please don't start. Cause there have definitely been times where I'm just looking at him like, okay, all right, deep breaths. Okay, all right. And he's like playing mind games with me and has been since nine weeks about like, all right, if I do this, she pays attention to me and she'll take me out of the crate. So I should just keep chewing on the bars for forever until she takes me out. And I'm like, okay, what point do I stop him before he breaks his teeth? Like it's a whole, whereas yep. my family had like a golden retriever puppy and he was just like, yeah, things are great. You want me to yeah. do that? Okay. <laughs> After, um, two years of this Kaiken who um, is extremely independent and stubborn and super smart, but like, I don't know, not, not the most loving animal in the world. Um, and like, she only picked one person and that person is me, which means she like snaps at my wife all the time. And <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. She's kind of, she's, she's super, difficult um we we got boston terriers so we have two boston terriers and they are just the cuddliest like lovingest dumbest little creatures ever and uh the girls love them and i have my obnoxious kaikin dog um yeah so yeah luckily i was going in wanting an obnoxious independent dog because that's what we have and we're yeah. not big on like you should sit in my lap and slobber all over me. Uh, you should love me unconditionally. Like we we want something with a personality. And oh boy, did we get it! Careful yep, what you wish for. Um, I also looked at. Is it? I probably am going to mispronounce this terribly, but Ashikoku. I don't know if you've uh, heard of those at all. I think when I was trying to figure out the difference between a Shiba Inu and a Nikita Inu, other than size. Yep. And uh, these are apparently, like, really, oh, yeah. really, really hard. <laughs> I mean. So, apparently they're total jerks to every other dog in the world. Oh, so, they're, like, 55 pounds? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, most of the most of the Japanese breeds are, like, eh, take it or leave it with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the that's puppy dog corner. Um, which <laughs> A lot on the Discord, so I think that's I, fine. Yeah, I thought, the way D-Sheik said it, I thought they happened before I got a puppy, but... Yeah, it probably does. But um, you, you've just been the most recent one with lots of cute puppy pictures, so... I don't I don't have anything but puppy stories right now. I need to get out of the house. <laughs> it's hard with a puppy. It's like a baby. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. Like, my wife has had to come home at lunch every day for the last, like, four months because the puppy cannot make it, like, six hours without peeing all over himself. Oh, so yeah. yeah, it's a mess. I finally found uh, a subreddit that's like, the puppy blues are a real thing. You changed your whole life. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Yep, that's true. I'm waiting for him to grow up. He's hit the, like, our newest Boston Terrier is now, how old is he? I think he's six months old, and he's just, he switched into the spazzy, like, always running in circles mode now, instead of, like, cuddling on the couch mode. Oh, wait, you had a cuddling on the couch mode? (laughs) Yes, it lasted, like, two or three months where he, he didn't do a lot. Yeah, I know. That's the difference. Boston's are mine was, mine was uh, 24 hours, and then uh, he woke up. And yep. uh, now when I exhaust him, that's that's about it. Yeah, so one more dog thing. The, uh, the Kaikin did not sit on a lap for two years. Oh, man. So, yeah, she did not want to be, like, she wouldn't sleep in the bed. She wouldn't sit on a lap. She wouldn't, like, the dog just is not a people dog yeah so. i've definitely been uh, working on cuddling and handling in general because i was like we there was a point where we were both like the biting cannot continue <laughs> like, oh, yeah. i don't care if you're a puppy you have to stop we had like a year of that like nipping gnawing stuff that Ugh. was really hard to get through so okay uh we're almost done here so do you have any like uh, big things going on uh, this year in your personal life like other than puppy time um we yeah. uh we recently bought a house so we're getting used to house stuff and hosting more and trying to do landscaping um obviously focusing on the puppy uh we should be getting back to our gloomhaven and pandemic legacy games any any time now um technically i'm slowly working on my next yoga certification i do a lot of crafts i crochet i recently picked up knitting uh, right now I'm working on a Neo Queen Serenity gown for Dragon Con, hopefully this year. Hopefully this year. Um, I also play video games when I can. Uh, this past Saturday I went to a mimosa festival and then our neighborhood luau, which was way too much drinking. I'm not 22 anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so some of those things I relate to and some not so much. But uh, like my wife is she just picked up crocheting. Well, she tried knitting like three years ago and I think she did like a hat and then uh, she switched to crocheting and she pretty much is crocheting all the time. Our house is full of these Afghans. Like she just keeps cranking out Afghans and I don't like Afghans. And it's like the biggest thing that I could do to make her sad is that I don't like Afghans. Oh no. So I'm like, can you quilt instead? I would love that. Um, People go but, nuts for those as wedding gifts and baby gifts. So, yeah, I guess we got to wait on all the nieces and nephews to grow up and start getting married and stuff. Just start laying them away so, for that. Yeah, but babies happen. That's happened a couple times. But um, yeah, I I have Gloomhaven and I've also played a Pandemic Legacy game. Those are super fun. I'm a big fan of legacy games. I had so. never played a legacy game before these. And then <laughs> there were like two game, the first two games of each. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa this, so this is permanent. This that's, and we're like destroying cards and stuff. And everyone else had played a legacy game before me. And they were like, yes. And I was like, but like, really? And we're just writing on this and pen and all right. Okay. Um, so pandemic, I definitely run my turn by everyone. I don't, I'm not playing around. Everyone's agreeing to this. Yeah, I think we pretty much played our pandemic game together. Like, okay, you do this, you do that, you do this. Um, 
the we played Risk Legacy like right when it came out, and that was a lot of fun too. Um, Gloomhaven is mostly sitting in the box. Like Gloomhaven is just so much setup. Like we played a couple times, and I always just feel like I'd rather run a little D and D game that's a lot less setup than getting out Gloomhaven. Our so, coffee table is just covered in cards when we play this game. It's nuts. Yeah, I need another table just to leave it on all the time if we were going to play it more. <laughs> so, yeah. I do want to get in it and like all of those boxes full of minis and stuff look super interesting and I want to get into it. But just we, uh, really... we sorted everything. There was like a sorting system online. We had a whole session for that. Like... It's it's all it's like what twenty two pounds before you add any organizational stuff to it. It's a huge mm-hmm. game. Oh yeah, we also got a Betrayal Legacy at Christmas, and we played like the first. I don't know. I think it's months or years. I don't remember. You play like fourteen times or something. We played like the first five times, um, and then the the little kids were getting a little. Uh, like, they don't always play the best together. There's a couple of 10-year-olds, <laughs> and they get a little upset sometimes, and we just got tired of it. But uh, that's also a really good game if you like Betrayal at all. So it's the same I think I've feel. heard of it. I think my friend probably has it. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, okay, uh, last little thing here is if you know, uh, if you have one person that you'd like, it used to be two people, but if you have a suggestion for one person for me to do a spotlight with, I'm, I have a stack of like three people I already have in the hopper. So um, just if you have one more person to tag, and uh, I'll try to interview them at some point. Uh, who's, the, who's the person that did the matching today? Uh, Brian. CM Brian, was it? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, then that was, that was my pick. Okay, I think that is a good one. So um, thanks a lot. This has been fun. Um, I have a a bunch of things to Google now because I don't understand a lot of words that you said. (laughs) Uh, So uh, basically anytime you're like, and I dressed up as this, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. But that's okay. Um, Uh, The the costume was Doctor Who. So I got to go on stage with one of the Doctor Who actors in a Doctor Who costume of her character. And I am in the show, she runs around saying that she doesn't have pockets. She's in a wedding dress. She doesn't have pockets, but mine had pockets. So it was, it was a nice moment. It was a good time. That makes a little more sense. Doctor Who is a thing that I have not been able to get into since. I watched the like really old ones in the 80s with my dad, and I really liked them. Um, but I tried to get my wife to watch it, and she has a hearing problem. And the like British accents make it too hard for her to understand, and uh, that's pretty much the end of the series for us. So. Oh no! So many yeah. British things. Yeah, I I'll know watch anything are. with David Tennant, and that's how I got started. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're gonna stop there. So uh, thanks, and yeah. I have just enough time to go pick up my daughter. Although I heard my wife moving upstairs, which may mean that she's leaving, and I'm already gonna be in trouble. But. Um, <laughs> We'll, well we'll see. So, thanks for having me and uh good luck. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye.